Welcome to the podcast of the First Baptist Church of Tryon. I'm Jeff Harris. I'm the pastor here at First Baptist, and I'm grateful for you joining us today. I must say, podcast might be a bit of a stretch because really this is our weekly sermon, and I'm grateful that you've taken the time to listen to this week's sermon. I will give one word of warning, though, especially to those of you who are driving. Sermons um, from time to time tend to put people to sleep, so if you're driving, be real careful. We don't want you to fall asleep, because we'd love to have you tune in next week. (laughs) I hope you enjoy this week's sermon, although enjoy is really not the intended outcome of a sermon, but I am grateful that you took the time to listen, and I hope you have a great week. I'll catch you next week. Welcome to the First Baptist Church of Tryon. It's good to be with you today. I do want to remind you of a couple of opportunities. This is not the only way in which you can worship, and really this isn't the primary way in which you can worship. The primary way that we are worshiping is uh, at 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings. We meet via Zoom, and if you haven't tried that yet, I would really encourage you to do so. It's, it, I mean, there's a couple of reasons why it's good, too. It's a short worship service. It's like 25, 30 minutes, and you don't have to hear a sermon. So come on, what's not to like about that? But you do hear some, some beautiful music. We read scripture together, and there's a time in which we can actually pray together. So that's at 11. That's at 11 on Sunday mornings. We do Sunday school at 9 and 10 on Zoom, and then on Wednesdays, we do Bible study at 10, and then noonday prayer. So lots of different opportunities. If you do not have the Zoom link to those gatherings, if you will just um, subscribe to our newsletter, which is below in the comments section here, or visit our website, and uh, you can request it there on the homepage, and we would love to have you join us. So we have another parable this morning, again, from Matthew 13. Hear these words. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slave said to him, Then do you want us to go out and gather them? But he replied, No. For in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow until the harvest. And at the harvest, I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Occasionally, some folks will will say, you know, I would love to read the Bible. I try to read the Bible, but it's not very practical. And, and, and then they'll come across parables like this, and they'll say, yeah, these, these parables, these stuff, it is really not practical. I don't, and, and 
And I have to say, well, I don't know about that. In fact, I think this may be one of the most practical parables that Jesus offers. There are some really practical implications of this parable, especially this time of year. Because whenever Jody says, Jeff, I think we really need to clean out the flower beds. Are you really just going to let the weeds continue to grow? You've got a weed eater. Could you not go out and trim around the yard? I just say, hey, Jody, I would love to trim those weeds. But you remember what Jesus said? He said to leave them alone. I mean, they're, they're part of God's creation, and you just want to let them. And it doesn't work at all. I really would not. Um, I really wouldn't recommend that. Um, I mean, it's kind of fun, but it, but it doesn't work. And it doesn't work because, well, we actually like pulling weeds. <laughs> well, maybe I shouldn't say we like to pull weeds. That might be a, a stretch, but here's what we like to do. We like to separate. That's that's what we like to do. We like to separate the good crop from the bad crop. And in fact, in the parable that we had last week, the one just uh, before this one here in Matthew, Jesus, uh, the parable of the sower, he tells us about these weeds, these thorns growing up and choking out some of the harvest. So, you know, um, it, it is true that weeds can be problematic if they are left unchecked, at least for that parable. And, and so I get it. I mean, I get that there is a genuine concern that if we just let the weeds go, it can be a problem, so especially with your wife. That's not, <laughs> but it can, seriously, it can be a problem. But according to Jesus, there's a bigger problem, and here's the real problem. We can't tell the difference. We can't tell the difference between the wheat and the weeds. And actually, this is, this is true because sometimes when I really get carried away with weed eating, apparently it's not just the weeds I've knocked down. I, I did that to a couple of plants Jody was really fond of. So even in a literal sense, sometimes we can't tell the difference. And it's just so tempting, isn't it, though, to go in there and see if you can't separate them? We don't want the weeds messing everything up. I mean, wouldn't you like to do that at church? We just need to thin the weeds out a little bit so all of us wheat can really grow and do this thing. And Jesus says, don't dare do it. It's, it's above our pay grade. It's above our pay grade. And yet, it's exactly how we operate, right? I mean, we love to separate out people into two groups. Over here are the good people, and over here are the bad people. Over here are the enlightened people. Over here are the ignorant people. And <clears throat> I always know which group is which. 
Yeah. In a hundred different ways, we like to say these folks are in and these folks are out. And Jesus says, no, no, not so fast. Because you can't even tell the difference between the wheat and the weeds. So just leave them alone. and Let them come up together. And I'll take care of it. I didn't read that part, but if you skip down a couple of verses, then Jesus offers this explanation to the parable because apparently the disciples were kind of slow and they really needed things explained to them. And it's, it's another allegorical interpretation and it's very uh, specific. And guess what? Even when the harvest is finally separated, it is not us. It's not the servants of God who do it. It's the angels in the text. Because we're not capable of doing such things. But there is a time. There is a time. There will come a time in which the separation will occur. I say separation. Probably the better word. Especially this part of the parable. It's this eschatological kind of interpretation, I think. It's, it's judgment. Not just any kind of judgment, but it's like the judgment. And I have mixed feelings about that. Because on the one hand, man, that is some good news, and that is exactly what we have been waiting for. And I mean this in a very deep, serious sense. I'm not just going on with you here, because when, when you can look at the world and when you can see how broken it is, and when you can see the way that we treat each other, when you see the injustice, when you see the abuse, when you see how we take advantage of each other, when you see how we monetize the earth, God's creation in which we're called to care for and we somehow just think it's like a commodity, when you see all of the ways in which people live that are contrary to how God would intend us to live, it is good news to know that at some point, all of those things will be made right. All of that will be set straight. And that's really good, hopeful news. And then if I'm really honest and maybe a little too honest, we get a, we, I get a little too excited about that sometimes, right? Because I'm thinking... Boy, he needs to be set straight. Well, I know her, and if you really knew her, I mean, she really needs to be set straight. I used to know this one minister, and he would, sometimes in his sermon, he'd offer an example and withhold names, and he would say, I could name names, and boy, everybody was like, come on, who is this? But he would always withhold them, and we wanted to know, who is it? Who is it? And we've got names, right? We could throw them out there. Well, boy, this, you know, she needs to know. Well, he, he should know what he's doing. And he and there is a sense in which I'm so hopeful and I'm relieved. I'm like, finally, one day God will set them straight. And it's this wonderful, wonderful little thought. I get joyous and excited. And then right behind that thought comes this not quite as wonderful little thought. And it's like, and one day, God will set you straight too, Jeff. Ugh. 
and that's the other hand of the parable, right? Because on the one hand, yay, he's going to separate all the weed out from the weeds, and good, let that wheat get, get, let the weeds get their due. And then on the other hand, oh, yeah, guess it's going to happen for me too. And I don't really want to repeat last week's sermon, but this is it. If you missed it, here it is in one sentence, really. We're all a mixture of wheat and weeds. That's it. We're always wheat and we're always weeds. And here's how that works. We, we want mercy for ourselves. And we want justice for everyone else. We want them to get what's coming to them. We want them to get what's fair. We want grace. And so it's really, really fun to think about sorting out the wheat and the weeds until you realize, oh, wait a second, that means sorting me out too. And we're just not capable of doing it. We can't really tell the difference. And so I think the word from the parable is, wait. <laughs> there will be a harvest. There will be a separation. But you, me, <laughs> that's not our job. It's not our job. And so we wait. And we wait, and we wait. Now, by wait, I don't mean stick your head in the sand and just let the world burn. I don't mean that at all. We love our neighbors as ourselves. We extend mercy. We offer grace. This is who we are called to be as the people of God, and we are to try to live and reflect as best we can the kingdom right here, right now. But this is long, slow, steady work. Be patient. Be patient, especially with people. Be patient. Don't give up on them. Don't give up on folks. Don't give up on yourself. Oh, I know, I know. You're saying, oh, but people never change. I've done this, I've tried that. They won't, people never change. And they don't, do. People never change right up until they do. And every once in a while, people change. Spirit works on them. And they change. None of, uh, none of us are as bad as the worst thing we've ever done. None, are, uh, none of us are as good as the best thing we've ever done. Be patient. Be patient. Now that's really where I should end the sermon because I think that's, that's really about all I have for that parable. <laughs> be patient. Weed, let the weeds be. And if I were a preaching professor, I would definitely say that's where you should end that, but I'm going to throw in just a little extra. Because as I think about be patient, I, I, I just think about right now. 
think about this pandemic that we're living in this I never imagined a pandemic happens in like slow motion it's and that's what it feels like to me I mean we've seen this coming for a while some of you still haven't been touched personally by it unfortunately I was touched personally by it fairly early on um but it's like this slow motion kind of event. And here's the thing. It's not going to be over for a while. We're not going back to normal anytime soon. And in fact, one of the reasons that it kind of continues this slow motion burn is because we haven't been all that patient. And I know, I know it's hard. I know we want to get back to normal. I know we have bills to pay and all those kinds of things. Please don't hear me saying I don't have empathy for that. But be patient. Be patient. Be patient. Be kind and be gracious. We are so divided these days. We are so divided. You know that the culture is really divided when a pandemic comes in and we retreat into our corners the way that we have. And I'd really like for all that to be over, really like to get back to normal. But me wanting all that to be over and me wanting back to be that that's that's like magical thinking. It just doesn't work. So I I remember listening to a podcast at the very beginning of all this, and the title of it was, The Virus is More Patient Than We Are. It is. It's way more patient than we are. So be patient in these days, knowing that this will end. It will. Like we've, history teaches us a couple of things. Pandemics come and then they go but it doesn't operate on our timetable truth is most things don't operate on our timetable and if we can't tell the difference between the wheat and the weeds there are a lot of other things <laughs> that apparently we're not very good at telling the difference in either be patient be kind be merciful for these are God's ways. And you and me are called to be God's people. So may you go in peace to love and serve the Lord. And as you go, remember who you are. You are disciples of Jesus, our Lord and our brother. Children of Almighty God. Brothers and sisters through the Spirit. You are the very body of Christ. So may you serve the Lord with gladness and with patience all your days. Amen.